Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. This is the morning wrestling commute with James at Viking Size Gamer. This morning I'll be covering a few bits of news that have been happening this week, or should I say today and this morning in the world of wrestling. And of course, there are a few things that have been going on and it's it's ridiculous really. You sit here and you come back and you listen to Raw and you think, do you know what, Raw? I might be able to give it a chance. No. Once again, Vince McMahon and co. and the writers are the most lazy bunch of mother effers I have ever had the displeasure of viewing one of their products. Seriously, when it's come to a point that Raw is at an all-time low, your flagship show, what on earth is going on? I... I am beyond even understanding where the product is at the moment, what it is they're doing. And as part of the news, you may have seen recently that the WWE is actually carrying out surveys on what they can do to make their product better. Is this, are they serious? Are they actually serious right now? This is the most insane piece of, I I don't even know where to start with this. I don't think anybody would know where to start with this. There's no real logical way anybody can say definitively that there may be one or two things that they would change with Raw, but more that they would change absolutely freaking almost everything. There, of course, are some highlights to Raw. Seth Rollins is always a highlight to Raw. Drew McIntyre, always a highlight to Raw. Elias, always a highlight to Raw. And now we have some things to be really sad about. AOP, why? Why are you doing this to these guys? I, I don't understand it. It's, it's completely, it's toxic. It's really toxic for, for us to watch it, for the community to witness it, for the whole world to sit there and go, yeah, yeah, this is my A-show. It's really bad, isn't it? But the thing is, is that when you look at it like this and you see what it is and how it is and you think to yourself, what the, what the fuck are they doing? What, what the actual fuck are they doing? And then you've got, sadly, (laughs) Bobby Lashley, who has come back from quite a successful run in TNA or Impact, whichever you'd like to call it at this point. And it's been okay. His heel run's not been too bad. He needed a mouthpiece. That was pretty obvious from the word go. He did some great heel work in Impact. But to be fair, his run on Raw has been lackluster at best. And the writers have been lackadaisical in in the way that they've presented him. It's been boring. Boring Bobby Lashley. And I don't know about you, but I'm not a fan of things that are boring. It just... it. <laughs> why would they do this to somebody who could quite obviously be one of their top stars if they were putting the effort in to actually add some polish to it? It's so sad to see somebody like Bobby Lashley being wasted. Even more so, Drake Maverick with his damn AOP thing that they have going on. Now, if you haven't heard, apparently... The pee bag that they attached to Drake Maverick for last month for Survivor Series? It was Survivor Series, wasn't it? It didn't go off. 
it didn't work. So he was forced to actually pee himself to keep the angle going. This, ladies and gentlemen, is absolutely freaking insane. Now, I admire the level of work that Drake Maverick is having to put in because the former rock star Spud is fantastic at what he does. His comedy is brilliant. His in-ring skills, if you haven't seen them, are pretty great as well. And to be honest to you, he could be very over if he wanted to. He's very charismatic. My only takeaway from this is that the poor soul, the poor soul himself, has had to go ahead and do this just to keep the angle going. I, I applaud him. I actually applaud him for doing what he needed to do to keep that angle going. My only issue is that he had to keep the angle going. The angle shouldn't have been around in the first place. Why have they decided to have this monster, this absolute monster of a tag team? AOP, the Authors of Pain, become a a sideshow gimmick. Why are they the new B team? Why are they, what is, I, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And one of my other issues as well is Elias. Now, I love Elias. I absolutely adore him. I've adored him since NXT, and he really hit stride when he went to Raw. My issue is the way they're using him. He is looking fantastic, and he could be a strong player for that Intercontinental title. But the only issue is, is that nobody's willing to listen. And it's just, it seems like they use him as a sideshow bit, and I, I, I see bigger things for him. I don't know if you guys agree with me. If you do, let me know, because it's, it's shocking. I thought it would be better than that. I genuinely did. Ah, oh, shocking, really. But let's go back to some more great news that has been unveiled this morning, and that was the NXT TakeOver War Games 2 actually had a higher viewership rating than Survivor Series. Are you kidding me? Higher viewership than Survivor Series. How great is that? That's absolutely fantastic. So that just goes to show that people are actually choosing NXT over the main roster on pay-per-view weekends. What does that say about the build-up? What does that say about the people that they have on these pay-per-views? It says that it's absolute trash. That's what it says. And to think that Survivor Series was a 6-1 scenario where Raw, obviously the worst show compared to Raw and SmackDown, whitewashed, essentially, SmackDown. It, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I just, I think they're ruining the product and NXT is far superior. I've said it myself on Twitter. If you don't follow me, it's at VikingSizeGamer on Twitter. <laughs> really, I've said it before. The A show is NXT. And it's just... It's the way it is. Bobby Lashley actually put, before Survivor Series, the A show is going to smash the B show. And I said, sorry, Lashley, the A show was last night because it was... And it is. Every time there's a takeover before a pay-per-view of the main roster, the A-show is on the Saturday night. Nobody watches the Sunday nights if they can choose between NXT and the main roster. Why would they do that? It seems like it's insanity. But that's just me anyway. I, it's my opinion. You may prefer the main roster to NXT. If you do, all the more power to you. 
for me, nah, it's, it's NXT. And that's all I'm actually going to watch from now on, which is really, really sad because I, I love the talent that's on the main roster, but they're just not being done any sort of justice whatsoever. And I thought it would be better that way. I thought, I thought, you know what, maybe people come up to the main roster, they get a fair shout. No. Things happen. And instead of, like, pushing new, better stars for the future, all they're doing is ruining the ones that they currently have. They have so many people that are currently on injury lists that... Instead of going, oh man, you know what, we should really bolster some actual talent considering we have like double digits worth of of our top tier talent that are severely injured. We should really think about building some new stars up. No! No, don't be insane, somebody says. Don't be insane, somebody says. We're not building up new talent. Why would we ever do that? That's insanity. You, sir, are insane. And you know what? They weren't wrong. It was absolute insanity. Why on earth? Why would they? Why would they do that? It, it doesn't make any sense. Of course, if you've got all this talent, we're going to keep them down on the lower and mid card because that's just how we do things here on Raw. Because nobody's allowed to be elevated apart from the top tier guys that are Vince McMahon's sweaty bollock men, and that's just—it's just sad. It's just sad. I ah uh, uh, rant rant. Anyway, we were talking about NXT. Going on to the next piece of NXT news. This morning, I woke up to the breaking that, fantastically, several NXT UK superstars have been signed to bigger and longer contracts. This is great. I am absolutely thrilled for those guys. They have done an awesome job, and really, they've knocked it out of the park every single time. Now... It does come with a caveat. So, previously, with these contracts, it has been said that the NXT UK talent haven't been allowed to wrestle at other places that has significant distribution that isn't part of the NXT family. Say, for instance, they wouldn't have been able to wrestle at Rev Pro, and they wouldn't have been able to wrestle at Defiant via their YouTube channel that they, they have on there. So, this is all fairly standard stuff that, you know, obviously they don't want their superstars being on anything else that's going to be majorly distributed because it's their superstars. They're contractually obligated. That's just the way it is. Now, if you are an independent promoter that runs, uh, you know, one of these independent promotions, you know, like Frontline Wrestling or Attack or, um, or Riptide Wrestling or even Progress, technically, you know, you, you're able to utilise that talent, and Progress comes under the WWE banner, technically, because they're part of the family, they have a lot of superstars, they do a lot of exchanges, um, they share talent, essentially. But at this point, these contracts are different. And it is actually worrisome that now the superstars are no longer allowed to compete at independent promotions and will solely be at WWE promotions. That's it. Only WWE NXT UK shows. That's it. All, that's all they're allowed to be at. Now this is apparently going to include Progress, WXW, um, and ICW up in Scotland as well, which is a damn shame because 
Wolfgang not being able to go back to his own promotion if he's one of the new contract signees is going to be a bit of a blow for him. Um, it's just I don't understand the logic behind this. Great for them. Obviously, they're getting fantastic, you know, well, they're getting fantastic opportunities. They're wrestling for the WWE. But it's at the expense of the UK independent scene. Now, of course, a lot of promoters use the names of the WWE NXT UK superstars, such as Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, and, and so on, Tony Storm, Gibson. It's, honestly, they use these names to get people in. That's how it works. The issue here is that if they're not allowed to wrestle at these places, they aren't going to be able to get them in. So where does that leave our UK promoters? It leaves them pretty much up shit creek without a paddle. And the issue is is that they're going to have to build superstars on their own. So, of course, we've only got so much talent here in the UK. We do import quite a bit. And, you know, when we get the people on the shows, it's great. It's a good win. But having that homegrown talent that's UK-based, that's now no longer in the pool of people, is a massive shame. Dave Mastiff, Ligero, you know, this is these are people that have been on the independent scene for years. They've dedicated their, their lives to wrestling and I'm, I am seriously happy for them. They've got their shot at the big time, the WWE, and getting those fantastic contracts out. But it's at the expense of the promotions that they made their names at. And I am really sad to see it, to be fair, because I believe that they are, are worth being able to do it. Now, this is, isn't something that's going to just, just stop instantly. They're allowed to fill out their, their obligations. So anything within the next year, apparently, go ahead and do that. Um, but there are more caveats with this. And of course, everything that's a caveat, you sit here and you think, damn, caveats, man, so many caveats. So many caveats. Okay, so the caveat is is basically uh, smaller promotions, if they're going to have all the attend at the smaller promotions, say, for instance, my one at Riptide Wrestling... Um, in Brighton, they're going to have to, and this is a, this is a sure thing, they're going to have to provide a paramedic at ringside. And this is because WWE is pretty much sick of its NXT UK superstars showing up to the UK Performance Centre injured, and they didn't know about it because it happened in an indie promotion. So they need paramedics to be on site and looked after with anything, any promotion. Now, this is obviously can be quite expensive for smaller promotions, so it's a bit of an issue in that sense of the word. But the other issue as well is that they aren't allowed to face anyone from a rival promotion. So that's ROH, New Japan, Rev Pro, anywhere that has a big standing, essentially, is out. Nada. Zilch. You will not see any interpromotional matches. Now, we very rarely got to see it anyway. I, I believe a long time ago, there was a match, which I believe was Pete Dunne versus... Um, I, I can't remember. It might have been Will Ospreay in, in a match somewhere in Portsmouth. Champion versus champion. New Japan versus NXT UK. And this was, this was a year or so ago. Now... 
they weren't actually allowed to show that match at all. They weren't allowed to record it. Only the people there got to witness it were actually able to do that. So, and the reason for that? Well, obviously WWE doesn't want its merchandise looking bad in case they lose. So, eventually, apparently, the whole match was a draw anyway. But that's, it's not the point. It, it, you know, obviously, that's something that WWE didn't want happening. So, without further ado, that's pretty much it. Um, NXT UK guys are pretty much up Sheep's Creek without a paddle, but they are getting paid relatively well for it, so they don't really care. And that's pretty fair, to be honest with you. I don't blame them. And everything else is simply the way it is. Thanks for listening, guys. I will catch you in the next morning podcast. And I'm going to try and do this probably as much as I can, maybe on my morning commute. So it seems like it's a little bit of a way for me to vent for you guys to listen. You can catch me at all the following links, Twitter, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Of course, it's all at Viking Size Gamer. Catch you later, guys.